I love myself. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hello. Are you eating something? No. Oh, okay. Are you sure? I'm not currently eating anything. What are you crumpling over there? I'm putting gummy bears in my wine again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why? What are you doing, Kathy? (laughs) Just listening to the sound of cellophane or whatever plastic wrap that is. (laughs) You want to hear another great sound? I do. That's very great for podcasting. Yep. All right. Hang on. Hang on. What was that? My new and clackier keyboard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and then you just sent me a message. Yep. Mine's pretty clacky, too. Ooh, yours is. I'm surprised that you're tolerating that. I know. It came with baby's first gaming computer, so I just use it. Fair. But I also don't type much. <laughs> does yours have a rainbow lights on it? Because mine does. Yes, it does. That is fantastic. Yeah. All keyboards should. Agreed. Oh, lost my phone somewhere doesn't matter (laughs) no not at all how are you today i'm okay i'm clearly very disorganized today that's fair i am too and then you were talking also fair you were talking about your wires and then i got distracted by my wires because i heard about your wires (laughs) my microphone wasn't plugged in because i use this microphone on my laptop when i'm recording lectures so my microphone wasn't plugged in but then i couldn't find where the plug went (laughs) (laughs) It's just a knot of cables. Oops. I don't normally have a mess of cables here, but for whatever reason, just today, well, probably because this oh-so-clacky and beautiful keyboard is a corded keyboard, whereas the one I was using before had battery on it. (laughs) Fair. So now there's just more cables. Yay, more cables. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, I don't even know what this cable is, but I think it's actually the keyboard cable that I'm looking at, so that's fine. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Other than your clackiness and your gummy bears, how's it going? (laughs) It's all right. Uh, It's been a busy week, although not as busy as last week because last week was exams week and then grading. Uh, Let's see. Oh, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I saw my friend Kathy and also my friend Colin on Friday. That was fun. And then I did nothing over the weekend, which was also nice. And then yesterday was really annoying because just everyone was pissing me off. But then I went to orchestra and orchestra is fun. So I had a good orchestra rehearsal. And then today was a little bit easier of a day. So Hmm. uh, yeah, edited some podcasts. Nice. I worked on some PowerPoint slides. My students were not as annoying today as they were (laughs) yesterday. So it's been an okay day. How about you? (laughs) It's going okay. I um, also saw my friends this weekend, which was fun. Oh. Yay. I also saw Paul McCartney on that's Thursday. Right. Unfortunately, he did not become my new best friend, but oh. that's okay. He was still fun and funny and interesting to listen to. So, Excellent. Yeah. So that was my big excitement. Excellent. And then, you know, we breathed the same air, kind of. It was from hundreds <laughs> of feet away, but, you know. Yeah. All good. Um, Excellent. Yeah. What else? What else? I have a therapy appointment tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. That's good and important. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I actually intend to find myself a new one once I switch my insurance, but I don't want to find a new one now and only to then switch insurance in a couple months. That would be and annoying. Then find a new one. Yeah. But it's a good thing to do. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Because I know you've been trying to find one for a while yeah. and it's not easy right now or really ever. And I'm out of control. So, <laughs> oh, like, no. It's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it'll be fine. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're doing the right thing. That's good. As you know, I'm a huge proponent of mental health, and I've been to many therapists over the years. and had one I liked for many years, but I think I need some tuning up now. (laughs) (laughs) It's been many years since she retired. I didn't find a new one after, and I'm like, you know what? I should probably find a new one now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, thanks for sharing, and that is good. I'm glad. Oh, and then I also have somebody coming to do the heat pump uh, 
estimate on Thursday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We just got a heat pump put in, switched over from oil heat to electric heat, which is worth it to us because we figure in the long run, we're actually spending less money on the loan for the heat pump than we would be to actually keep filling an oil tank here. And then also when we get our solar panels, we'll be spending less on electricity than we are currently spending, which is also stupid because utilities in Connecticut are just ridiculously expensive, especially in this part of the state. They're not even quite as bad where Kathy is. (laughs) Yeah. Kathy doesn't have Eversource. No, I have the other one. Yeah. We have like two electric companies in this state. Yeah. And I think there's, there's like, three. There's one that's town specific. I was going to say there's like and, uh, one or two mini- municipalities that have their yeah. own. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yes. Good times. So good. Yeah. So. Um, I have no idea how that can segue <laughs> to the episode we're talking about today. Uh, do you, who else has upgraded their energy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. There we go. Who else has made some uh, upgrades lately, Kathy? Tell me. Uh, that would be Anubis Ooh. and Osiris having a good time. Indeed. Yeah. So what are we talking about today where they have upped the ante on their energy and technology? We are talking Stuff. about... Oh, my God. Where the hell are my damn notes? Sorry. We're talking about <laughs> Stargate SG-1 Season 5, final episode 22, Revelations. Ooh, this makes us officially halfway through the series after this That's one. bananas. Right? So much banana. It really is. I like bananas. I wish we had some, but then they always go bad before I can eat them. I got through most of mine this week. I have one left that's pretty brown. Nice. But I feel like the produce I've been buying lately just doesn't last very long. Boo. And it's annoying. That is annoying. Quite. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Don't you have a little uh, flashback? Do I? Let me see. It's- nope. I've got the wrong notes open oh. again. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't see a flashback. That's fine. While you're going, you're looking for your notes, I was yes. spending too much time thinking about the MGM lion at the beginning of the episode for some reason, oh, yeah. particularly this week. So I looked him up. He's, oh. in fact, several lions. Interesting. More or less nicknamed Leo, but they all had actual other names. And the very first one did not roar. He really? just was, like, chilling in the in the thing. Interesting. Yeah. And then the current one that was in use has been in use since, like, the 50s. So it's the same lion since then. Although oh, wow. they, in 2021, he's now CG. So... Oh. You know, that's fine. That's disappointing. It is, but then I don't have to think about how sad it is that all these lions are dead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because <laughs> they don't live very long. That's fair. Yeah. Which is another thing I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, how long do they live? It's, um, what, like it looks like it was, yeah, it was, and it looks like when they're in the wild, like the males tend to live like 10 ish, and then yeah. females a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. fair. Oh, anyway, that's a bummer. Just like so many things. Right? Like the last episode of Stargate. And some of this one. Let's say this one. Some of this one. Actually, yeah. Well, actually, a lot of this one. (laughs) Yeah. I have found my correct notes. Would you like me to do my recap? Yes, please. Osiris serves Anubis. Bye-bye, Daniel. He's going to miss you guys. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Thank you. Space. There's ships. There's a ghoul mothership and a planet and an Asgard ship, which was not obvious to me. You'd think I'd recognize them by now, but I didn't until Thor came on the screen. (laughs) So the next scene is on the Peltac of Osiris's ship. There is a Jaffa who's apparently a really huge fan of the New England Patriots because that's the logo that the Jaffa on this ship have tattooed on their head. (laughs) The Jaffa is talking to Thor, who introduces himself as the supreme commander of the Asgard fleet. I don't think I realized he was that important. Maybe he's said that before. I don't know. I think he has, but even so. He wants them to stand down and withdraw immediately, but Osiris is like, no, don't think so. Thor says, all right, well, then you're going to be destroyed. So he fires on them, 
then womp womp, nothing happens because they've got some new upgraded shields. As we were alluding to before, this is their upgrade. <laughs> yep. I also noticed that they have some pretty cool Mirror Universe style outfits on that I oh, nice. thought were interesting. I mostly wrote nice chest hair, Jaffa. Yeah, I did not notice that. <laughs> I was paying more attention to Osiris and I like her cool outfit. Yeah, me and too. also her makeup was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They say their ship is undamaged. Their shields are still holding. And that's the end of the very short opening. Yes. And then we get credits. And I did watch the credits to see if Michael Shanks was still listed. And he is, which I suppose makes sense because he still voices Thor. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. After credits, we are in the SGC where Sam is hanging out in Daniel's nerd lab being sad about Daniel. I was wondering if she was having deja vu because it was pretty much exactly what she was doing the last time he died. I was thinking about who has to pack up his apartment this time. Again, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to hold his stuff in storage for him this time since last time they got rid of it all? Maybe. Especially because it's they're less sure that he's dead dead. Right, yeah. Hammond comes to see her to let her know that... Jack wants to stay on duty while they're looking for a replacement, Daniel. Sam's pretty upset about this. She says they haven't even had a memorial service for him, which, Sam, you already had one. It was years ago. <laughs> Seriously, how many memorial services do you really yeah. need in one? Yeah. <laughs> She's not sure what to do with the situation. She's supposed to just sit and wait and hope he comes back or move on. Hammond tells Sam a story about a friend he lost in Vietnam that he knows survived being shot down, but they never saw him again. So that fucking sucks. Yes. And he tells her that she just has to suck it up and learn to live with it. Sucks. <laughs> I noticed, too, that she was doing a very convincing job of looking sad and upset to the point where she had snot visible in one of her nostrils. Ooh, I did not notice that. <laughs> I noticed she was very teary. Right but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Their moment is interrupted, though, because there's an unauthorized off-world activation, whatever mm. that is. <laughs> Who knows? It's unknowable. Uh, yeah, no, there's no scheduled one, but maybe this right. is a scheduled unauthorized off-world activation. It could be. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> then they lose power for a bit, and they don't have any phones. Emergency power, I guess, comes on, and Hammond is called yep. away. So he's like, let's go. And he hustles out of there. But she just lingers. And I'm like, yep. you're being very Jack right now, Sam. <laughs> Not listening to Hammond. I have a few questions about this scene. Because one, Hammond came in before he told the story about his friend in Vietnam. He said that Jack requested that they remain on active duty rather than taking some time off. Yep. <laughs> Why not overrule him on that? And make sure that they're getting a little bit of mental health care. <laughs> because this is the, you know, just grin and bear it, push through true. Air Force here. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So that, yeah, that's my, that was my first question. And then my second question, when the power went off, Hammond asked, what the hell's going on? And Sam's like, main power's down. Shouldn't Hammond have been able to figure that out without asking? When all the lights go off and the screens turn off, shouldn't he be able to be like, oh, shit, power's off? Maybe he was looking for a more definitive answer than just the power's out. Like, I guess. Maybe it was more of a rhetorical <laughs> yeah. question, but it seemed to be directed at Sam when she answers, power's off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> In the gate room, the gate is open because there was the unauthorized gate activation again who knows what the hell that is and sam's like frere as an alien comes down and i mean like i know it sounds no, bad but all how, the asgard look right look alike they do and like, in my defense they establish in this episode that they are all clones yes. so how does she know the difference between frere and anyone else when they are all clones i don't know yeah anyway she recognizes that it's frere He's sorry he hasn't been around much. They've been a little busy with the replicators and whatnot, but he does say that what they learned from Karen, from Third Rock, <laughs> from the sun, could be helpful. 
because she had a lot to say about replicators. More importantly, Frere has come to tell them that Commander Thor was killed when his attempts to shoot down the Osiris ship failed because of the stepped-up shields that they had. And maybe help? (laughs) I guess is essentially what he's coming to ask them for because he wants them to help despite the fact that the SGC has far inferior technology <laughs> to what they have. But they have he them somehow guns. thinks it makes sense. <laughs> they do have those guns. Yeah. Yeah. So Replicator killing guns. Right. There's an Asgard scientist that is stranded on the planet that Osiris was circling around. And Osiris doesn't seem to be able to figure out where that scientist is, but that scientist is super important, so he really needs them to send SG-1, presumably, or SG-3 quarters, I suppose, out to rescue that scientist. And oh. they will forever be in the SGCs or Earth's yeah. debt, yeah. but somehow I doubt they're really going to ever follow no. through with that promise. No. I have a feeling that when their help is needed again, as it has been so many times in the past, they'll be too busy with their replicators or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Question. Yes. Who in this scene okayed this mission? Oh, I did notice that. And I forgot <laughs> I made a note about it. But yes, I did notice that. It's Jack. <laughs> yep. It sure is. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I don't know why I forgot to mention that because I for sure did make a note of yeah. it. <laughs> There's no notes, no objections. Hammond has no questions. Nope, not at all. Jack just says, we'll do it. (laughs) And in the next scene, Sam seems to be the one who is kind of objecting. And it's mostly because she's very, very upset about Daniel. Yeah. And Jack is like, we got to do shit. We lose people all the time. He's not wrong, but that's still pretty (laughs) callous. That is a little callous. And she's like, but Daniel. And Jack's like, well. We got work to do. He's gone. Sorry. Not getting any debtor. Nope. (laughs) Then they're in hyperspace on their cargo ship. And poor Sam is continuing to be gaslit by everybody because Teal'c is also like, well, time to move on. And he's like, you continue to mourn the loss of Daniel Jackson. I was like, of course I do. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, Hammond and Jack and Teal'c are just all acting like, why are you upset? Just move on. And yeah, I know we joked about the fact that he's died many times before, but it did piss me off that it just felt like everybody was gaslighting her here Mm. because everyone else was acting like it's not a big deal. Time to just move on. And Sam's like, well, no. (laughs) Yeah. She does keep talking to Teal'c about it, though, and does eventually seem to kind of get through to him. And Teal'c does start to look like he's tearing up a little bit as... Sam is talking about how Daniel really achieved something great and of cosmic significance. Everyone else seems to not really worry that he's dead, but she'd rather have him back. And Tilk finally says that he would too. So my issue only with this, she's grieving, so it's fine. But that wasn't the choice. It was like Daniel coming back, maybe if Jacob could kind of save him. And even then he wasn't going to be able to save him whole. Right. Or, yeah, so I don't know. That just wasn't the actual choice that was happening, but yes. Yeah, we didn't get an idea of how severe the lasting injuries would have been. There was no indication other than that he wouldn't be completely better. But, like, what does not completely better mean? Would he have had all his mental faculties? Would he have been paralyzed? Would he have had brain damage? Like, there's no indication of how awful or good his life might have been if he'd survived. But, yeah, so, but yes, it's... So there's a lot of grieving happening. Yeah. They arrive at the system, Adara system, I think it was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are two motherships there hanging out. Sam warns them that they're going to cloak when they come out of hyperspace, but they're going to have a few (laughs) seconds where they might be visible, which is concerning for Jack. But she's like, don't worry. (laughs) The odds of them seeing us are really slim. Hardly worth mentioning. And Jack's like, but you mentioned it. So, yeah. <laughs> but she's sure wishing she had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but they do come out of hyperspace and cloak seemingly without issue. Do you think this was just another conversation where they're like, we need like 10 more seconds in this episode. Let's maybe add in a pointless conversation here. That's okay. At least this one was slightly humorous. So it wasn't yeah. a downer like the rest of 
much of this. <laughs> no. And maybe that's all it really was, was some comic relief after yeah. the conversation she just had with Kilk. Yeah. But, you know, you preface something like a conversation like that, and you're like, all right, they're totally going to get noticed. But then they didn't. Yeah. They zip right into the planet's atmosphere because they're going to land on the planet. The atmosphere is apparently very thick. So they have a fun time getting down. There's a lot of turbulence and Jack is behind the two of them who are seated <laughs> hanging on to like yes. the back of a piece of equipment there. And he's like, maybe there should be more chairs in here. It'd be Probably safer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. No. But they get down safely. Jack does not die. And they've arrived at the coordinates Frere gave them. Sam says that this is a very terrible planet to live on because the atmosphere is 80% CO2 and 420 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature. That's also a lot. Yes. And so they're wondering, well, how do we find this Asgard facility on this inhospitable planet? When they're suddenly beamed out of there in an Asgard light. That's 215.556 degrees Celsius for anyone who cares. Celsius. This is America. Okay, guys? We're American. This is an American podcast. Fuck your science. Fahrenheit. Uh, Isn't this show from Canada, though? Don't they use Celsius up there? That is true. Why? Because, you know why? Because the show is Canadian, but these people are supposed to be Americans in the U.S. Air Force. I suppose. America, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. That is one big pile of shit. In the Asgard facility, (laughs) they are greeted by an Asgard. Ah, humans. Interesting. That I thought was funny. They sounded a little bit like Frank Oz to me at first. (laughs) So I looked up to see who the actor was, and it's Terrell yes. Rothery. <laughs> I looked that so up that as well. <laughs> yeah. And this Asgard is named Heimdall, and he is interested to see that he's got some human visitors. He doesn't. And then asks where Dr. Jackson is. <laughs> so that's awkward. Yeah. He doesn't look anything like Idris Elba, by the way. No, he does not, right? No. I, oh, if only it was Idris Elba as Heimdall. <laughs> that would be that would amazing. Be right? It really would. I agree. Yeah. That would have been way better casting than, I mean, Tara Rothery's fine, but she's no Idris Elba. <laughs> That's <on>. true. <laughs> you would defy the commands of Loki, our king. Break every oath you have taken as warriors and commit treason to bring Thor back. Yes. Good. Anyway, they talk about how the surface is uninhabitable. The ghoul don't know that they are there. Blah, blah, blah. Heimdall has been monitoring their communications up on the ship and they can't leave because they need to rescue Thor because what? (laughs) Thor is not dead, but he is in trouble and he's been taken captive. Otto. Yeah. And then we see Thor. Yeah. He's uh, strapped to a table on Osiris's ship. She is so hella dramatic in this. I love it so much. She really is. Through the whole episode, she just... It's so good. Like, it's so... I really disliked her character the first time I watched this, but I like her character way more this time around. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, she's just very good at being, like, a melodramatic, I'm a god. (laughs) Melodramatic evil. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thor warns Osiris that they've committed an act of war against the Asgard, and they're going to be facing some consequences for that, but... Osiris is like, oh, as swift and decisive consequences as your attempt to defend this planet. Burn, (laughs) Thor. Also, it's hard to threaten someone with consequences when you're being held captive on a table and can literally do nothing. (laughs) Then we're back in the secret lab (laughs) because you always have to use secret lab when you can. Of course, I almost (laughs) snorted gummy bear wine out my nose. (laughs) Sorry. Heimdall's explaining that Thor escaped in a pod. The ghoul detected it and grabbed it before he could escape to the planet. And Heimdall can actually see where Thor is on the mothership. That's super convenient. It is really convenient. But less convenient, even though their sensors can get through, he can't beam Thor out of there. Of course, yeah. yeah. Just... (laughs) 
grasping at straws to make this work (laughs) from a technological perspective. We can do this cool thing, but we definitely can't do that thing because that would make it too easy. (laughs) They can also see other life forms so they can see that there's... Also convenient. Yes, a gold with Thor at the moment, likely torturing him for Asgard technology information. Sam says, well, if they get that knowledge, we're all fucked. (laughs) There's nothing we could do about it if they could just come through the Stargate. So, uh, yeah, that's not good. Nope. That's bad. Yeah. In fact. (laughs) Yeah. Then we're back in the ship with Thor and Osiris. And they're just going back and forth, continuing to basically threaten each other. And Osiris is talking about how they have better ships now and... They're going to learn all the Asgard secrets, but Thor says he's never going to surrender them. But Anubis is on his way, and he's got ways. So just you wait, Thor. Wait till he gets here. Then you'll be screwed. Back in the secret lab, they notice that the Gua'uld is leaving, Osiris being the Gua'uld. And Jack asks if they can communicate with Thor now. And also, also convenient, of course they can. Of course. I just, for a moment, let me just go back for a second. Yeah. I was drinking while I watched this, and I wrote, <laughs> Osiris's teeth leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Osiris does have very prominent she teeth. She does. She, Only in that they are very bright white. They're they not are. like Martooth levels no, of tooth, but, she but they're like very use, white. She uses them well. She does. She always shows them off with her various mouth and facial yeah. expressions. And they're often like gritted together very hard as she's making different yeah. facial expressions. Yeah. So yeah, she really does. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure the rest of her left the room with her teeth. <laughs> yes, it was not just her teeth. Jack suddenly appears as a hologram to Thor. Thor is very surprised to see Jack. Jack tells him that they're down on the planet with Heimdall trying to figure out a way to get him out of there. But Thor's like, no, you really need to get Heimdall out of there. We need that research. So get the hell out of there. Don't worry about me. We get a brief glimpse in the Asgard facility where it looks like Jack is just bending over talking at nobody. (laughs) And Sam's making a weird little face. Jack continues to talk about how they're not going to leave Thor behind. Then we're back in Thor's chamber again and... More Gua'uld are coming, and Thor tells Jack that Anubis is on the way, so they really, 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 really need to go get out of here. Then Jack's like, all right, I got to go back, but we're not leaving. I just got to go do some planning. So I'll be back. Yeah. And then Jack's gone. Yeah. Uh, Jack, back with Sam and Teal'c, lets them know that Thor's okay for now, but he wants us to leave him behind. They want to know why Thor would want to do that. So they all look at Heimdall. Heimdall is like, well, because this lab might fall into the gold hands. And that's really bad because I am doing science on the genetic history of the Asgard. Jack doesn't know what the big deal is for that. Why would they die for that? And Heimdall's like, well, (laughs) let me tell you about us. (laughs) This is where Heimdall says that... They exclusively reproduce through enhanced cellular mitosis. Sam explains means they clone themselves. Jack's like, that answers a few questions. And I was like, does it? Does it though? Which questions? I suppose it asks answers some questions, but I don't know yeah. what those questions are. Okay, Jack. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. And it's been a thousand years since they've been physically capable of reproducing sexually jack's like a thousand years times was like we don't talk about this with other races <laughs> and i was like that's weird guys yep um, <laughs> so they're cloning basically they transfer consciousness from one body to the next i guess as the bodies age but they are now facing a problem where they're degrading <laughs> that sucks yes they're going to die out if this continues the way it is. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any science tips to offer for cellular mitosis? <laughs> uh, not really. Okay. Well, Sam said that it was like making a copy of a copy of a copy. 
so if that's what they're doing that's like a bad way to do it yeah like if they're cloning the clones that's weird i was wondering why they wouldn't keep like a base stem cell supply to keep making clones from that stem cell supply rather than cloning clones that would make more sense than what they're talking about here but i mean like yeah they're basically what they were saying was right like cloning you they're they're if they're using mitosis then they're not using gammy it's like a paired mm. sperm and egg cell to reproduce so okay uh that's okay yeah yeah i eh, don't really have anything to add no that's good because i was wondering about the copy of the copy of the copy thing i was like can they just mix their genetic material and make others of them out of each other yeah <laughs> like... yes and they should be able to do that too so it really doesn't make any sense to, like to say that i'm going to make a clone of my previous clone and then i'm going to make a clone of that clone and then a clone of that clone like doing it that way would not make any sense maybe they lack imagination like using bullets right but also if you've got your process down then there shouldn't really be an issue with making a copy of a copy okay. but i mean like also there's stuff that goes wrong with cloning like we haven't really figured out cloning exactly what right either so i don't know yeah okay i know shocking yeah yeah thanks right yeah yeah you're welcome but i mean certain things like well plants plants care less about their genes than animals do but all cavendish bananas are essentially clones of each other and lots of other types of produce that we eat are basically clones and they are just fine so I didn't think they were clones. I thought God made them just as they were, and they're perfect that way. <laughs> and that's why you can hold them so well and just peel them. Yeah, they definitely were always that size and always that level of sweetness. Those Cavendish bananas, for sure, were just created out of the ether that way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're on Osiris's ship again, and Osiris is talking to her New England Patriots fans. <laughs> And wants to know if they've found the Asgard facility yet, but they haven't. And Lord Yu is on his way to attack them, so they need to get in gear here and figure out where that facility is before he gets there. But because the atmosphere is so thick, they really can't send any ships down to take a closer look, and it's messing with all their sensors. And Osiris is like, well, it's going to be even more dangerous when Anubis gets here and we have no answers for him, then it will be to send people down onto that planet. So get your ass in gear and send some pilots down, even if it's on a suicide mission. Neat. So the Jafal's like, all right, I guess I'll do that. The cool, they're great. Yeah, right? Good, good guys all around there. Yeah, indeed. Meanwhile, in the secret lab, <laughs> they are... Making a plan of sorts to try to rescue Thor. Sam says that Anubis is going to have to ring over the ship, so they'll have to lower the shields. Teal'c's like, nah, they're just going to adjust the frequency. Their plan then is to ring over at the same time, but the problem will be they can't get back because the shields will have readjusted frequency. They're going to have to take the shields out from inside. Haven't they had to lower shields to ring people through before? I think so. I'm pretty sure that they have had to do yeah, that I don't really in other storylines. Yeah. That was also another oddly yeah. convenient MacGuffin yeah. thing. <laughs> so they're going to have to go to the shield generator room and blow it up. And then Heimdall can transfer everybody out. But the problem is going to be that when they ring over, the ghouls will know they're there because they can't hide that. Sam comes up with the plan that one of them is going to stay there and use the Asgard tech they can to point people in the right direction and all that kind of fun stuff so they can... Why did one of them have to stay there for that? Why couldn't Heimdall do that? I don't know. It looks like maybe Heimdall has some work to do. Who knows? Yeah. Although I think Heimdall's just standing around most of the episode. So right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Jack decides that Sam would be the one to stay behind and Teal'c and Jack are going to go because they are clearly the ones looking for action right now. Heimdall's like, hurry the hell up. Jack's like, cool, okay. And the New England Patriots stand tells Osiris that Anubis has arrived. (laughs) On the planet in the lab, 
Heimdall gives Sam a crystal to talk to Jack and Tilk, and she just stares at it kind of confused. <laughs> and is like looking back at Heimdall, looking like she's hoping for some sort of direction or what to do with it. But Heimdall's not looking at her, so she just slaps it on her chest <laughs> and stares at it for a minute before trying to talk into it. Apparently that was good enough. It works. Yeah. 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 So they have got Tilk and Jack on their screen. Sam tells Jack and Tilk that they've found the ring room and that they have the clear to go. And so Jack and Tilk go and ring themselves over. Sam monitors their progress. She can see them as a couple of different colored symbols looking different from how Thor looks and the Jaffa look. And so... The Jaffa tells Osiris that they have unauthorized transport into the ship, so they've got to go figure that out. But not necessarily unscheduled. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Unless they tell us it's unscheduled, how are we supposed to know? Don't know. (laughs) So Sam's guiding them along, very similar to the Jurassic Park, just follow (laughs) the tubes in the ceiling scene. There's a party heading up their way. So they go hide because, again, there are just so many hidey holes in all of these corridors. Some Jaffa pass by with what looks like the evil emperor between them. He had such vibes. For me, it was between the emperor, but also the ringwraiths and also the Dementors. It was all kinds of like terrible things mixed up into one for me for the feeling of him, Anubis. That's fair. Yeah. I can see all of that based on how they're showing him in different scenes. And then all of a sudden, there are a shit ton of Jaffa just like randomly showing up on the screen. <laughs> I was wondering where the hell they're all coming from. I don't know. Because when they showed the screen before, there were only really a couple kind of scattered around. And now they're all everywhere. And they're all <laughs> coming up fast on Jack and Tilk. They are. From all directions. Yes. So maybe they need a diversion. Yes, but Jack and Teal'c are waiting to hear about that. Yes. But then, Hello Sam shows up and is like, Hey, look at me! (laughs) So all the Jaffa are like, Oh my god, let's kill this bitch! (laughs) And then gives Jack and Teal'c the opportunity to kill them all instead. Yep. I liked how cheerful she was. She was. Yeah. Hey guys, what's happening? She looked very happy, just yeah, shrugging her shoulders like, oh, shucks, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> They've cleared the way, so Jack and Teal'c move on. They decided to be weird and just walk through her, which they didn't need to do, but they did anyway. Right? I was wondering about that, too. <laughs> Odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> Jack even reaches back and, like, swats her butt. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, her hand, his hand just passes through yeah. it, so she's not actually there. Oh, guys, that was a weird choice. Quite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Elsewhere, Anubis has come to see Thor. Yeah. Thor reiterates that he's not going to give them shit. And then Anubis pulls out a spiky ball. It's quite large. Yeah. I mean, it's small, but it's spiky. large for what he's planning to do with it. Yes, exactly. apparently shove it in Thor's head somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Right into his brain. Yeah. 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 I don't think that you can survive having something that large in your brain. No. But that's what he's going to do. So he can just simply download the information into the computer instead of making Thor tell him anything. Thor's concerned that the gold don't possess such technology. (laughs) And Anubis is like, things have changed, dude. It's going to suck for you. It was very dramatic, though. It was sure. way more dramatic than I said it. It was quite dramatic. Yeah. He's way creepy. He is very creepy. You can even see, like, he's got... He doesn't really have a face. Like, they show a yeah. close-up of what where his face would be, and it's just, like, black and wavy. Yeah. 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 It just looks like there's black water in his hood or something Ugh. weird. Like that. Yeah. It's weird. No face. No. Back up on the pill tack. Osiris wants to know how the intruders have breached their security perimeter. And 
their patrols have been ambushed, apparently, as we all just saw <laughs> in the previous scene, thanks to Sam. So they're going to send some toxic gas that way Ooh. through the ventilation system. And the Jaffa is like, but won't a lot of people die? Because there's a lot of Jaffa down there. And Osiris is like, sucks to be them. Do it. He goes over to some other panel and there's another Jaffa over there that just gives this first one like this total stink eye. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what are you doing questioning Osiris kind of Oh, see, I I interpreted it differently. I thought they were looking over at each other like, what the fuck? Time to join the rebellion. Interesting. See, I thought that the first New England Patriots fan, (laughs) they're both New England Patriots fans, but I thought that the first fan was really the only one that was thinking of rebellion and that the other one was just like glaring at him for interesting for questioning so like one of the patriots fans was thinking about becoming a giants fan and yeah i don't know anything about football i feel like that's a bad thing i don't know yeah i don't yeah (laughs) another one's like you better not asshole yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah in the hallway sam's hologram is still with tilk and jack who all of a sudden fall over. Yep. Yep. But then so do all the Jaffa. Yes. <laughs> so that's not good. No. Back in the secret lab, Sam is like, are they okay? And Heimdall's like, yeah, they seem okay, but they've been taken to a holding cell. Sam's like, we got to get them out of there, but I don't know how. Heimdall says, well, while you're thinking about that, we need to make sure we keep everything here from falling into the gold hands. Sam's like, some DNA samples? And Heimdall's like, no. And then he (laughs) pops out a body in a stasis pod of some kind. It's a creepy body. It's a creepy body. It looks kind of like halfway between human and Asgard. Yeah. Apparently, this is an Asgard ancestor that had left the Asgard homeworld many tens of thousands of years ago in suspended animation. But the ship had been lost, but then they found it, apparently, on this planet. I was wondering why the fuck they were on this random-ass planet. Yeah, same. So that, <laughs> that was a good answer. And this particular body they're looking at is the only one that was perfectly preserved They are hoping that using the genetic material from this very long dead person, that they can save their whole race. (laughs) Yeah, this one person. (laughs) Yep. This one person who is from the time before they started cloning people, and yet I did notice that this person still had a Kendall situation yeah, going on. Yeah, they did. So. <laughs> so I don't know what that's I don't know, about. Maybe they have a cloaca or something. <laughs> Retractable penis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they decided to set up shop here instead of taking it home with them because of the replicators, but now they have to take it back with them no matter what. They've got to get that ready. Heimdall would like Sam's assistance with making sure that this stasis pod will stay intact on the cargo ship. Sam's like, well, after that, you need to send me back down to the lab so I can keep helping Jack and Teal'c. Jack and Teal'c, who are now in a cell up on the ship. They wake up. Jack is poking himself in the stomach. <laughs> I hadn't even noticed I don't that. I know why. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. yeah. That's quite weird. Jack says that it won't be long before Sam has to leave with Heimdall. They're not going to have a choice. And Jack's like, hopefully she's already gone. They figure they've got pretty much no chance of escaping. Jack's like, well, we can just break out of here and then take out every Jaffa between here and the Peltak and then take over the ship and then fly home. <laughs> Easy peasy. So it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like I stand corrected. <laughs> And then suddenly Thor starts talking. He is conveniently, again, super conveniently, (laughs) able to now project his voice through the entire ship using the giant spiky ball that has been implanted in his brain. Somehow it hasn't destroyed his brain to the point where he can't communicate. Kathy, what area of the brain must still be intact for this to happen? The gray part. That's not the one um, I was looking for. I am not in your A and P class, so I don't have to come up with anything right. 
It's the same one I keep, the only one that I have mentioned specifically, which is Broca's area. Ah, yes, the divide. <laughs> yeah, also the prefrontal cortex, but. Yeah, <laughs> from that episode. God, that callback, it will never die. It sure won't. <laughs> Worst episode so far. We have so much to compare it with to now, so that's right? something. Right, I know. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Thor tells them about the attempts to download all of the information stored in his prefrontal cortex specifically. And they're going to break through his mental defenses any time now. I want to know what his mental defenses are. <laughs> Does he have like literal teeny tiny little walls and like little, little tiny neurons wearing little army helmets and flak jackets standing on turrets and... Baby. All these little glial cells just <laughs> launching catapults at the thing. I don't know. Thor's like, I think I can rewrite some minor subroutines and security protocols, which, again, super, super convenient, but also really poor planning on Anubis's part. Doesn't seem like this technology is really all that great no. as far as Anubis should be concerned. Right? Because it's not actually managing to download anything yet, and it's just helping <laughs> Thor take over the ship. When the door opened, I did write, Thor is the shit in my nose, which means I was <laughs> fucking drunk. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thor does say that because he's growing weaker, he's not going to be able to communicate with them anymore. So he's going to go rewrite those subroutines. And then Sam is back. Woo! They're prepping the cargo ship, and they're not going to leave him behind, but the Jaffa took all of Jack and Tilk's C4, so they're certainly not going to be blasting their way out of there. Sam says that they can find the control relay for the ring and get the crystals out of there to take down the... Shield? Shields? <laughs> Long enough. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is that how they're getting out of this cell? No, that's how they're going to take out the shields. So <laughs> they're going to go take out the shields. Assuming that Thor is successful in breaking them out, which, of course, he is successful <laughs> doing yeah. that. Because, of course, why not? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Peltac, Osiris is receiving a report that Lord Yu is still beating the shit out of them elsewhere, <laughs> and they need reinforcements. She calls him a stubborn old man who refuses to die. <laughs> I'm busy eating gummy bears. You should keep That's going. That's fine. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense out of something I wrote, but it doesn't make sense, so I'm just going to ignore it. All right. <laughs> she orders two of the three ships that are hanging out outside this planet to go, so they go. Meanwhile, the Jaffa inside the Peltac with her let her know that they have, in fact, detected an energy signature finally below the planet's surface. They diplomatically don't tell her how many of them died doing that. They do have specific coordinates, but they don't have a way in. And Osiris is like, well, we're just going to blast our way in, aren't we? Woo. Woo, indeed. Yeah. Let me figure out where we yeah. are because I was too busy eating my no wine-soaked gummy bears. Sorry. No, that's fine. My note. <laughs> I'm going to read you my note. <laughs> Are your notes just a hot mess? I yes, wrote, Osiris so fat <laughs> boobs. <laughs> but that, what? <laughs> but that. <laughs> but that isn't anything. <laughs> what? I have no idea. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. She's a very svelte lady. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> I think drunk Kathy should be the one watching the episode more often. <laughs> These recaps would make no sense. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> now I forget where we left off, so I don't even know Sorry. what I was supposed to be looking for. <laughs> We're back with Sam and Heimdall. <laughs> Sam and Heimdall. Sam Heimdall. Yeah. We were back with Heimdall. Sam and Heimdall. <laughs> Heimdall asks Sam what's going on. And Sam says that, of course, Jack and Tilk are out of their cell and making their way to where the control panel for the shields should be. And then the whole facility shakes. 
and it seems the ghoul would have found them. That sucks. On the ship, Jack is impatiently waiting for Sam. She shows up and tells them how to go to get to the control crystals. They go there. Sam meets them up there. The access panel for them is just randomly in this expansive hallway, completely unmarked. So that makes no sense. But they managed to find it somehow anyway. And it's full of crystals. They don't know which one is the right one. Sam gets shot, so she disappears. (laughs) Jack and Tilik are like, well, shit, what do we do now? I guess we just shoot the whole thing. So that's what they do. They shoot the whole thing and destroy it. Yep. Meanwhile, Osiris is there with Sam. Asking where Daniel is. And Sam's like, fuck off. So she sparkle blings. Meanwhile, the Jaffa announced that Jack and Teal's handy plan to shoot all the crystals has worked and the shields are down. Cyrus continues to interrogate Sam, asking where Daniel is, doesn't believe Sam when she says he's dead, and goes to sparkle blinger some more, but Sam is zapped out of there. Woohoo! Or Jack and Teal'c also, woo, are transported out of the gold ship. So woohoo! Yeah. 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 And then on the cargo ship, Thor is also there, still strapped to a table. So I guess they took the whole table. (laughs) (laughs) Sam collapses, but Teal'c, quick with the reflexes, catches her before she hits the ground. Nice job. Jack tells Heimdall to get them all the hell out of there. Thor says that they cannot take him with them, though, because he's still got the weird thing in his head. I was wondering why they can't just beam the thing out of his head, but I guess, I mean, it's not like a transporter on Star Trek, so I guess it's not that precise, I guess. But Jack doesn't want to leave Thor behind. On Osiris's ship, Anubis is there getting mad that the prisoners are all gone. And then on the cargo ship again, they have gotten out of the atmosphere. They're going to try to get the hyperdrive online. But the hyperdrive is offline because they've just been fired on. And also their cloak is failing. Mothership keeps firing on them. They lose their shields. Everything is bad. Tilk says that they can't sustain another hit. And Anubis comes over the radio or something and says that their ship is defenseless and they cannot escape and they better surrender. But Heimdall says they can't risk capture. They're going to have to destroy the ship to prevent themselves from getting captured. All of a sudden, a bunch more spaceships come out of nowhere. Three Asgard ships, to be exact. And Freyr is there. And they surround Osiris's ship. At least from this vantage point, it looks like these ships are bigger than Osiris's ship, yeah. which made me wonder why not send one of these ships in the first place. Why doesn't the of... commander of the fleet not get the biggest ship? Right, yeah, also that too. <laughs> so that made no sense. Osiris slash Anubis just fly off without a word. <laughs> Jack's like, that's it? That is it. Till so we get a nice little recap in the briefing yeah. room back at the SGC. The Asgard have been using the information they've gotten from Reese slash Karen from Third Rock from the Sun. And (laughs) they're able to more successfully move against the replicators. Unfortunately, they got the device out of Thor's head that Anubis stuck in there. But Thor's in a coma now, so that sucks. Also convenient, seeing as they don't have a voice actor for him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I hadn't even thought about that. They're like, yep, this Anubis, he's a real problem. He's managed to find technology that the Gould never had before. And he's managed to grab all this power. Hammond then dismisses them. In this scene, I was wondering, Hammond says that this extra technology that Anubis has would explain Anubis's rapid rise to power. But I'm like, would we really say that the thousands of years that it took him to bounce back <laughs> constitutes a rapid rise to power? <laughs> That's Especially fair. since he couldn't do this rise to power until after the SGC killed off a whole bunch of other systems <laughs> to help him out first. That is a good point. Yeah. That was my thought on that scene. Finally, we're back in the hallway. Jack and Teal'c have some civvies on. Teal'c has his hat watch on. Yep. His hat on. Hat watch for Teal'c. 
Even though they're still on the base, they're about to leave the base. Yeah. So he's got that gray hat on. Yeah. They find Sam and Hammond in the hall. Jack and Teal'c invite them to go and get a bite to eat with them. Sam is going to join them, but Hammond is not. And as they're getting in the elevator, there's a little gust of wind that everybody notices. And Sam's like, what was that? And then we also hear a few bars of music from the last episode as Daniel was dying playing. <laughs> Tilks like it's just the ventilation system malfunctioning. And they're all like, yeah, that's it. But then there's another breeze and a few more bars of that music. And then the episode ends. Hmm. So we all know now that Daniel is still around. And he's going to dinner with them. Silently. Indeed. Creepily staring over them while they eat, since he has no body to eat things with. It'd be really annoying if he followed them around blowing air at them the entire time. <laughs> like, that was his entire existence right? for going yeah. forward. Just blowing through yeah. their hair. Like, damn it, Daniel, I just did right? my hair. And what does he do with Tilk, who has no hair? Yeah. Just caresses his scalp <laughs> gently. Tilk enjoys that cool breeze across his yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kathy, did you enjoy the episode? I, I actually did. Like, it, I mean, <laughs> parts of it were super down. They're dealing with grief, so that's an understandable like tone of the episode. Like the loss of one of their friends, even though he's died before. But anyway, so mostly I liked it. I understand the grief angle because that was obviously a big thing. A quarter of the yeah. main cast died, or I guess. Uh, Don Davis is in the main credits too, so 20% of the cast. Yeah. But at the same time, Daniel's also died before. Ha! Right. <laughs> many, many times. And he's obviously not really dead. And having had to clear out the home of someone who died, I feel really mm. bad that his friends are now stuck doing this a second time. Right. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a downer, but also. I actually think I love Osiris. I really do. I think she's a great villain. Mm. And she hams it up really well. Um, <laughs> so I just really like that. And Anubis seems really scary. But again, where has he been all this time? Nobody knows. I was expecting a cliffhanger in a way that it didn't have. Yeah, I was too. Because they often leave their seasons that way. So I was sort of expecting a more dramatic episode i mean it was dramatic but not in like a yeah oh god what's gonna happen kind of way <laughs> so i think that was a little disappointing but otherwise it was fine i don't know i enjoyed it <laughs> excellent how about you yeah i don't have a whole ton to say about this one i did like it i think it is good that they didn't like completely glance over daniel's death oh, yeah. but at the same time they didn't linger on it too much so that it wasn't too depressing after yeah last episode and I thought it was an interesting and enjoyable episode. A lot of just oddly convenient plot devices, like maybe to excess a bit, but it, I still enjoyed it anyway, despite that. Fair. Uh, I agree. Like I was saying before, I, for whatever reason, when I've watched this before, I really did not like Osiris's character, but I'm liking her a lot more this time around. So I do think she makes a good villain. And Anubis is just creepy. So I like him as well so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, enjoyable episode. Yeah. What's next? Next, we're starting season six. Holy shit. Season six. Episode one. Redemption. Part one. Ooh. Let me get some light on this. Okay, there we no. go. Okay, I mean, I could try to read it without the light, but that would be sad. Yes. SG-1 faces two potential disasters. Who? SG-1. Three quarters. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. SG three quarters. You don't know he has been replaced. But anyway. <laughs> Fair. SG three quarters, we assume, faces two potential disasters light years apart as an energy buildup in the Stargate threatens to destroy Earth and Teal'c returns home to find his wife dead, his son estranged, and his planet Yikes. under attack. Wow. I forgot his wife died. Well, he didn't seem to care much about her. Yeah, he was totally ready to leave her. So yeah. like, does that matter to him? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm sure yeah. it's sad. He likes his yeah. son, I think. He seems to. Yeah. I have vague recollections of this episode. <laughs> but also, I might just be thinking of other episodes that had pretty much the same plot line, minus his wife being dead. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe so that you get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes and five-star reviews are very much appreciated because they help other people find this show, and word of mouth is great for that as well. We love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Mastodon. You can also email us at stargazing at gmail.com, and you can send us messages through our website, which is stargazing.space. If you're feeling generous, you can support us over on patreon.com slash stargazing. I'm Mary. I'm Cappy. And you've been listening to Stargazing, the end. The end. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> yes, that's true. I don't know what else to say. La 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 la. Is this any better? La 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 la